Thanks for listening to Schlereth and Evans On Demand, presented by Bathfitter. Hey guys, if you drop the ball when it comes to your bath or shower remodel, Bathfitter doesn't just fit your bath, they fit your budget and schedule. Bathfitter will install a tub or shower in just one day. Bathfitter's price guarantee is a slam dunk. Bathfitter, it just fits. Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan presents Schlereth and Evans. There we go. Good morning, everybody. How you doing? Happy Tuesday. We had a guy, we had a guy listening yesterday, uh, Don in Lakewood, who uh, listened to our entire show on the drive up to the mountains. Yes, yeah. Went skiing at Breckenridge, and um, when he got there, he said, uh, "You guys are wrapping up the show," so he stayed in the parking lot, finished listening up, and then uh, hit the slopes. Great day for skiing yesterday. And strapped on the boards and went, huh? Can't recommend enough if you have the chance to do your skiing during the week. Even if you have to take a day off, whatever. Because weekends, weekends. (laughs) Brutal. Oh, man. Brutal. Brutal. Get up there during the week. Yeah. Much, much better. But uh, we should have some more snow coming here uh, tonight into tomorrow. So be on the lookout for that. Meanwhile, in a place where it was much warmer, Miami, the Nuggets with with a very impressive road win last night. Uh, you know, these are one of those games that that really shows to me the, the professionalism of this team because the All-Star break is coming up. It'd be real easy to let go of the rope. Third game of a road trip. You're in Miami. You're without Jamal Murray. You're without Aaron Gordon. Might be easy to just say, ah, let this one go. Come back, play Dallas before the break, and then go into the All-Star break. But instead, good road win against a decent Miami team. Joker continues to roll. 27-12-8. That is a good win. How about this for a stat for you? Okay, throw it at me. There are a lot of great Nikola Jokic stats out there. Here's another one. He has had one game this season out of 50 that he's played. One game. One of, I'm writing this down, 50. Go Write ahead. it down. Write it down. It's written down. One okay. game out of 50 where he has shot below 50% from the field. <laughs> Last night he was 12 of 14. But only one game. It was the uh, f- uh, sixth game of the season against Utah. He was 3 of 10. Those pesky jazz. Since then, 44 straight games he shot at least Fifty percent or better. Huge. You said he's twelve fourteen. Twelve fourteen, which is eighty six percent of that. Of of that percentage, it's got to be. I mean, it's from the field too. It's not like a bunch of dunks. He, he. I don't know if he can dunk. <laughs> so it's not like he's just at the rim. It's like it's slamming at home. It's like Bigfoot. There have been sightings. There have been some sightings. Yes. His dunks are like Bigfoot. I like that. He's the Yeti of dunkers. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Yeah. But nice, yeah, really good team win. Uh, a night in which, again, no Jamal Murray, and I don't think you're going to see Jamal Murray until after the All-Star break with that uh, pesky other knee now that has uh, cropped up. But this was just, this was just, this was the epitome of team and depth. You had... Seven guys in double figures. Seven guys. Uh-huh. Clean three guys on your bench. 
And in uh, and, and Contavious Caldwell-Pope, another guy who got eight. So, I don't know if there's a deeper team in the NBA than the Nuggets. The question I have is, can you, when you get into the playoffs, does depth matter as much? Can you can you depth your way to an NBA championship, or does it still right. come down to the play of your stars? Is it is it is depth the answer in the regular season, but come playoff time, it's about your stars? Yeah, I think that's. Oh, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of people that go seven deep on their bench. I mean, seven deep total. You know, eight. They don't play a lot of reserves, but I will say this. If you have that kind of depth and you can use that depth appropriately, Mike, why not? You know what I mean? I mean, why not use it? Why not lean on it? And if you can rotate a bunch of different guys at them, give them different defensive looks, you've got fouls to give, all that kind of stuff. I mean, that makes sense to me. And 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 keep your keep your stars just a little bit fresher. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, your stars still have to be stars, right? Well, that's why it, when you, when you talk about can you can you depth your way to an NBA championship? That means that your depth guys have to recognize and be able to step up in the the big moments. That that tight cauldron of pressure sure. that is the playoffs. Typically, the reason why the stars tend to be the stars is because they they can handle. They're just right. wired differently. They can handle the the big moments of the playoffs. Let depth. me ask you this: How many times? Have, There's how many a reason times, why a depth guy is a depth guy. Right. How many times in recent history you, do you recognize a team that's a deep that there is depth as the reason a team won an NBA championship? Well, the best example that then the example that always comes to mind first is the the Pistons of Chauncey Billups. Uh-huh. They were they were considered the last real team. To win an NBA championship. Right. Other than that, it's been, you know, teams that have had stars. And how long ago was that? Oh, geez. That was a while. Early 2000s, right? Yeah. It's not typical. Right. Now, I'm not saying the Nuggets don't have stars. Of course they have stars. Although, (laughs) how many stars do they really have? Nikola Jokic is now getting ready to go to another all-star game in which, never mind playing with two all-star teammates, he's he's never had one all-star teammate with him. Right. I think a lot of people don't feel like Jamal Murray would have been an all-star had he been able to start the season fresh. You know, he was on limited minutes because of the knee coming back. He hadn't played in, shoot, I don't know, a year and a half, whatever it was, um, closer to two years. So, you know, but I get that. That's that's real. I mean, that is a real, that's a real stat. Somebody asked, this is a great question, what is higher, Nikola Jokic's shooting percentage or Russell Wilson's completion percentage. Ooh. What would you guess? Ooh. I have uh, not looked at this. I, I, I am guess, doing this on the fly. I would guess Russell Wilson. Oh shoot! What is he about sixty-two percent somewhere in there this year? I'm going to say Russell, but by a smidge. All right, hold on. This is good. This is a great question. Now, hold on one second. Oh, yes, good. This. Thank I you love for the effort music. This is good. Hold on. Hold on. Sausage fingers activate. Yeah. Form of. (laughs) Uh, This computer, this laptop. We've been cursing this laptop. So, one 
One has uh, 60.5%. The other has 63.2%. Yeah. So so Jokic is just below Russell Wilson completion percentage. Uh, really? <laughs> he only completed 60%? He completed 60.5% of wow. his passes. Let's I did run. not realize. I knew it was bad. I didn't realize it was that bad. Jokic has made 63.2% of his shots. Jokic should play quarterback for us. Yes, he should. Let's get let's get the new coach. Let's get what? Sean Payton on the phone. What is Serbian for let's ride? Yes. What wow. is Serbian for let's ride? I don't know. Give me dicey dice. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Great number. Great question, Tester. That was a great question. Great question. question. Thank How much you. fun was that? Nikola Jokic. I, I'm going to look and see how much. I'm going to go during the break. I'm going to look at how many NFL quarterbacks had a lower completion percentage than Jokic's shooting percentage. Starters? Not many. Not many. Not many. <laughs> Not many. Which is why Sean Payton is here. Mark is at war. We'll tell you. Who's he, who he is at war with, and why he's going to be taking two hours of his valuable time today to go out and win that war. That's next. Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Schlereth and Evans. Our 6 a.m. listeners are the best. So we were wondering, after we uh, found out that Nikola Jokic's shooting percentage this year is higher than Russell Wilson's completion percentage... Jokic, 63%. Russ, around 60 We got to thinking, what's Serbian for let's ride? Yeah. Well, Lisa texted in, and mm-hmm. she uh, she sent the, the translation for us. It's, um, all right, here we go. Let's ride in Serbian is Haje Dase Vozimo. Haje Dase. I know I'm getting this exactly right. Das a das a say vozimo vo vo vozimo vozimo z like Albert Okuwebuna Haje dose vozimo That's right now you say it the way you say Haje dose vozimo Let's right Does Lisa have any good cabbage recipes <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Mm-hmm. What is uh? What is also not funny, but it's 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 fun to watch because I know how you do this and you're so good at it. But you're at war with Chief Fan right now. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I am. Chief Fan, very very sensitive, soft about that law that last call in the Super Bowl. That created the holding call that created, you know, that gave the Chiefs the opportunity to run out the clock so Philly didn't get to touch the ball again. Very, they're very sensitive about it. Because, you know, I said it was just a garbage call. That's the rules. It's holding. It's holding. That's the rules. That's the rules. He even admitted it was a yeah, call. It was even admitted it was a. And say that, I'd say, said it's a garbage call. It has nothing to do with the time of the game either. I bet you you could find 15 plays more egregious than that that weren't called during the course of the game. So And you're out to prove it. Sure. So I'm going to find a bunch of plays where the Chiefs had a little tug, and um, I'll just post them. 
You've got the Exos Thundercloud already I, I, booted up. I, I do, I do. You know that. I mean, just to just to show you that. Hey, congratulations on your, you know, your Super Bowl with an asterisk win. So you you're going to go back through the film, and you believe you'll be able to find a dozen, at least double digit examples of chief defensive players committing more egregious holding calls than the one that was called. Oh yeah, I can. I mean, I can. I'm sure I can find a bunch if I'm looking for them. But well, that's what you're going to do, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you're going to post them. This is great. See, this, see, this is the kind of this is see this is the kind of stuff that keeps you in the circle. Uh-huh. Yesterday I was a little bit nervous because you were like glowingly throwing out, "Oh, the Chiefs! The Chiefs are a dynasty! Oh yes, they're a dynasty!" I'm like, "Careful, Mark! Careful!" But this this is this is next level stuff. Yeah, I've taken it back now. The fact that you're going to post video after video of yeah. Chief players committing holding calls. I've decided against. All under the guise of the Chiefs Super Bowl deserves an asterisk. Yes. I love it. Yes. I love it. So thundercloud. I love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Let's just go ahead and do it. While you're looking. You got one? No. no. Oh, okay. While you're looking. Uh, do you mm. think the NFL, Texture asked, do you think the NFL will ever mandate the referees to have post-game press conferences? The fact that they don't have to speak on the calls that they make while the players and coaches are held to the fire doesn't make any sense. They do have a pool reporter, typically, that will go in and and be able to talk to the officials. One but one person. Well, they obviously had wow. they obviously had the escape. The refs did. They all had tight flights. Nobody wanted the potential of this thing going into overtime. So you make a call, and no overtime. Scoot out to the airport. You know, the airport's 40 minutes away from that stadium in Glendale there. Plus, that, what is it, I-10? Thing is crowded. So, had to get the cops, get them out of that, to get them out of the State Farm Stadium as quick as possible. I gotta get out of here. And the thing is, they only they, that escort, that police escort, only gets you to the highway, which is only a few blocks away from the stadium. So that's all the further they get you. Once they get you on the highway, they don't take you down the highway. So then you're on your own. So if you got a tight flight, man, you got to get out of there. You know, you can't afford overtime. Then you have to rebook your flights the whole nine yards. It's a real pain in the butt. Can't do it. Reaction to you diving into the film to expose the Chiefs. Not all heroes wear capes. Mm-hmm. Great job, Mark. Yeah. What, are you going to post these two, people ask? Probably on what, Twitter? Just on Twitter, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be, oh, you are going to get them so mad. Uh, so mad. Yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, so mad. There's a little tug on the very first play of the game. Was there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, a little in-cutting route. A little tug. First play. Yeah. Oh, I show you some other. This some is other. Good. You, you think you'll come up with at least ten? I'll just a little ticky tack. If I want to look for ticky tack things, yeah, yeah. Well, that Couple. was t- that was ticky tack. Yeah, illegal contact. Right, anything after five yards, you can't touch the receiver. Right, I show you. I have five of those right now. Well, let's call it. If you want to call everything that's everything that's illegal by the rule book, like Chief Fan wants me to, it's by the rules, Mark. That's the rules. <laughs> the rules are the rules. And we were hugging. Favor, tell call. me you got that. That's idiot chief fan. 
I hate the fact that Chiefs are good right now. Like I, I usually this kind of vitriol for me is usually reserved for the Raiders, right? But the Chiefs, you've earned it. You have earned this level of vitriol for me. What would be worse, Chief fan right now, or if Raider fan had just gone through what the Chiefs have done over the last handful of years? Oh, what would be worse, Raider? Fan. Yeah, it would be worse. Raider you're fan right. Would be way yeah, worse. You're so, yeah, you're so right. <laughs> So, you know what? Count your blessings. Yep. Count your yep. blessings. You it are could, right, Mike. Broncos country, it could always be worse. Okay? Remember that. Okay. It could always be worse. Good call. Morning That's Brew well. is uh, coming up next. Further proof that uh, Bones Highland is a punk. That's next. It's time for your morning brew. Grab a cup of joe and get caught up on everything you need to know. Here's Schlereth and Evans. Here we go. Good win for the Nuggets on the road. Playing without Aaron Gordon and Jamal Murray. Does not matter. They put seven players into double figures. Good team win for Michael Malone, who also got a strong performance from a newcomer, Thomas Bryant. Yeah, I mean, for his first real game with us, you know, he goes four or five from the field, 10 points in 14 minutes. <laughs> That's pretty good production. The challenge I'm going to have for him is, you know, he only had one defensive rebound. As our back of five, we need him to be a guy that is clearing the glass and igniting our break with his outlet passes. But I think overall for his, you know, uh, it's been a whirlwind for that young man to go out there and help us the way he did tonight, I thought was tremendous. Knowing that's only going to get better the more comfortable that he gets. Reggie Jackson, also who they signed uh, as a buyout player, he also did not play. So you're without three rotation guys, two starters, another rotation guy, and you still go on the road and get a win over uh, a decent Miami team that you know had this game circled because the Nuggets beat him earlier not that long ago in the season here, and yet the Nuggets get the win, 40-18. and 18. It's incredible. Good for them, man. And good for them for, you know, bouncing back. What was it? The, the magic they lost, they lost right? To, yeah, and then they bounced back right away, beat Charlotte, mm-hmm. and then... And then this stuff went. Go to Miami. That's a, that's, a good, that's a good professional win because you're shorthanded. You're in Miami. You had an off day uh-huh. before the game. I, I saw some uh, some photos. Uh, Nikola Jokic had his, had his young family with him. Uh, uh, nice dinner he was at, and... You know how it is. You, you're. All, you, it's only one game left. It was the last road game before the All Star. It'd be real easy just to say, ah, right, let it go. You know, we got a five game lead in the Western Conference for best record, but no excuses. They go out, they submit a professional effort, get the win. Very likable team. They are very likable team. You know, how the Joker asks his family, "Let's go to dinner." You know what he says? Ajay does a. Visible. Let's ride. Let's ride. Next Let's ride. on the morning, bro. Bones Highland, man, dude. What did Bones do? Bro, but I'm trying to stick up for you, Bones. I I understand you're young and you're immature, and I think the the Nuggets should have just buried you for the rest of the year and then come back and revisited this this next year and tried to make it work instead of just dumping you for two second round picks. But man, he could take. First, he gets the flight out to. LA, he's on a yeah. private plane, and he's yeah. like, ah, oh, he's posting video like, ah, oh, this is yeah. this is the way you should treat people. Okay, what the Nuggets didn't treat you well? Mm-hmm. Then yesterday took a clearly 
thinly veiled shot at uh, Jamal Murray. They're definitely different, you know, talents. Uh, Joker is more of a, you know, passer and, you know, he does everything. But I feel like, you know, PG and them do the same thing. But it's, it's definitely different type of styles, you know, PG and them are, you know, I feel like they more like scoring and uh, Joker is like a passing and then if he has to score he has to you know but uh it's gonna be a great experience you know over here but also it was it was a great experience playing with joker as well too you know there's two guys over here who's a phenomenal talent and uh you know over there was one one guy who was a phenomenal talent as well (laughs) when do they play the clippers again oh i i now wasn't it wasn't it murray that came out yes basically said hey man no no, we don't need no whining or crying we need you you know we need everybody to be kind of Doing the same deal, right? Now, if if Bones could get back on defense as quickly as he backpedaled from these uh, statements yesterday, he quickly took to social media and said, Ah, nah, me and Jamal, we're good. Posting pictures of he and Jamal. Mm. Uh, Damage is done. Do they play the Clippers again? Because if you can tell me there's a healthy Jamal Murray for that game, he might put up a 50-burger. Clippers, Clippers, Clippers. Ah! No more Clipper games. No more Clipper games? No more Clipper games. Oh, hold on. Yeah, yeah, hold on, hold on. I was looking at the Clippers. I was looking at the... Sorry, I was looking at the Clippers schedule. Yeah, they play here. All they do is play the Clippers. Oh, my God. Inter-squad games. Uh, They play here, here, February 26th. Circle it, baby. All right, all right. right. Bones Island, healthy scratch. Yeah, right. DMP. Load management. Load management. Load management. Next on the Morning Brew, the uh, banged up Avalanche with a rematch tonight against Tampa. Boy, the Avs are banged up. So this is the update. Kale McCarr, Eric Johnson, Pavel Fransos, Josh Manson, Gabe Landeskog, all out. They're all out? All out. I knew uh, EJ took a uh, puck to the shin, right? No timeline for McCarr, Johnson, Francois, and Landeskog. What is McCarr's injury? Concussion. He took that shot from uh, Jeff Carter in Pittsburgh, first game after the uh, All-Star break. It it looked like a cheap shot to me. Was not called a a penalty at the time. The archaic uh, NHL disciplinary board that... there, there is still an element within that discipline board that that still feels no. Oh, we must cling to the tradition of hockey mm. when men were men mm. and toughness. Oh, brother! It it really is. It's a it's a dinosaur way of thinking in a time where more and more leagues go out of their way to protect their best players. And in this case, some fourth line guy like Jeff Carter could take a run at uh, Kale McCarr, and and nothing happens. Nothing happens. You you can you can say all you want about the NFL and how they treat their quarterbacks, and I know right. it annoys people at times, but they understand their money makers and they're going to protect them. And Kale McCarr is one of your five best players in the league. You got to you got to protect these guys. Well, that's where the frontier justice comes in, right? Shouldn't you go after their best player? You should. You should. But even then, that doesn't really exist today either. With all. The enforcers that they don't—they don't really right with all the injuries, and that that list is daunting. Where's Soderbergh? Oh, it's a good point. You bring him back, Soderbergh, just like a 
What is he doing? Where is he right now? Let me find him. Where Probably is he at? Living burgers. Wow. Chiburgi, chiburgi, chiburgi. No fry, cheap, cheap. You like the sauce? <laughs> ah, that sauce is good. <laughs> you think he's just setting up franchises? Oh, yeah. Soderbergh franchises? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's... He's playing in Sweden right now. Mm-mm-mm-mm. So he's playing. Yeah. He's in game shape. That's right. Bring him over here. Soderbergh. Next on the morning brew, the ratings are in. You know how many people like to just predict and relish in the demise of the NFL mm-hmm. for whatever reasons? Right. The NFL was the third most watched Super Bowl ever. Oh, this one was? This one was. 113 million. Not bad. Huge. Third largest ever. And again, when it's all said and done, at the end of the year, the top 100 most watched shows, TV shows of the year. Yeah. Like 85 of them will be NFL games. Right. Or 90. 90 something. Yeah. NFL is a machine. La machine. A machine. La machine. La machine. That is the morning brew. Bring that to each and every morning at 6.30. Up next, I want to get back into the idea of Rex Ryan as the Broncos DC. Mark, you have uh, you have convinced me. Yeah. You've convinced me. See? Let's make this happen. Pros and cons of bringing sexy Rexy aboard. That plus your nuggets and abs text coming up next. It's Schlereth and Evans on Denver's Sports Station, 1043, The Fan. All right, got some uh, great text reaction, text lie reaction from the uh, great 6 a.m. listeners. Get to that here in a second. You When I first heard about Rex Ryan interviewing with the Broncos for defensive coordinator, I was like, ah, man, hadn't been a defensive coordinator since like 2008. Hadn't been a head coach in the league since 2016. But you won me over. Care to summarize your argument that won me over and maybe can win over anybody else that's listening right now that is against the idea of Sexy Rexy? Well, first and foremost, I said, you know, to you, which you hadn't thought about. He goes, I haven't been a coordinator since 08 or what? And I said, uh, Sean Payton hasn't been a coordinator since 2005. And then I quickly responded, yes, but he's been the de facto offensive coordinator in yeah, New Orleans and, all that time. And Russ, Russ I mean, excuse me, and, and uh, Rex Ryan was the de facto play caller on the defense, the designer of the defense the whole time with the Jets and the Buffalo Bills and everything else. I mean, that that hasn't changed. And listen, the game has not changed to the point where he's not going to recognize or he doesn't know it. It's still the same. It's still the same game. Now, there's a bit. The, the real difference is, Mike. How much time, over the course of time, how much time you spend in sub? And what do I mean by sub? I mean, when you're not in base defense anymore. So when you're in base, you're playing with, if you're playing in a 4-3 front, you're playing with 4-D linemen, and you're playing with three linebackers. When you're in sub, you're playing with either two linebackers or one linebacker. Two linebackers being nickel. One linebacker being dime. Some people call it penny if you go no linebackers on all DBs, seven DBs. So the only difference really is it's the same stuff, 
It's the old Brett Favre. So you heard the Brett Favre story about what nickel is. The Brett Favre is you've like, told you've told it before, but yeah, one more time. So Brett Favre is sitting in a meeting with Ty Detmer, and Ty Detmer, you know, obviously super smart, right? I think it was Ty, and he's five, six years in, right? I mean, he's MVP and everything else. And they're saying nickel this and nickel that, and that's the nickel player, and da 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 da. And he walks out of the meeting. He goes, "Hey, Ty, come here. I got a question for you." He goes, "The hell's all this nickel stuff? What, is it, what does that even mean?" And Ty goes, "Are you kidding me?" He goes, "No, I'm not kidding. What, what's nickel?" Well, that's when they take out the weak side or the will linebacker and they put in the DB. And he goes, that's it? Who gives a... <laughs> he goes, still play with 11, right? Who cares if the guy's number is 52 or if it's 41? Who gives a rip? I mean, that's the bottom line. That's how you approach it. Now, so you, 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 just just en- you just then did not paint the most flattering picture of Brett Favre. Are you concerned you're going to get sued? <laughs> No, he's told that story before. <laughs> okay. All right. He's got a point. Just keep it in eye. Um, yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. So, really, the difference in in the game is how much more time you spend in sub-package. I would say that, like, in my day, you probably spend about 65% of your time in base. 60% of your time. Now you spend 65% of your time in sub. Who cares? That's really the difference. It seems, and another way to make a case for Rex Ryan, whereas in offensive football right now, younger seems better, right? Mm-hmm. Teams want younger, more creative offensive minds. But yet, look at look at around the league. Who are the defensive gurus? They tend to be veteran guys, right? We just watched Steve Spagnuolo yeah. put together a clinic in the in the second half for Kansas City. Yeah. They said they tend to be veteran guys, mm-hmm. which maybe speaks more to the idea that you know what there hasn't been as much change on the defensive side than on the offensive side. So veteran older is still more than than fine when it comes to defensive coordinators. You make a intelligent observation. I was, yeah, I was thinking mm-hmm. of you, Vic. Yeah. There Although, is. Vic, I was actually thinking more of Spagnuolo after your two-week. You crunch the numbers, you'll see. Yeah, I did. After your two-week performance for the Eagles, you've, you've dropped down a peg. That's I right. High. Um, Spags did a good job. Spagnolo. Spags did a great job. And he brought pressure. You know, and, I, and I'll look at, and John McGann's a good buddy of mine, but you know, you sit there and, and you know, it's the, it's the Vic Fangio, and we saw it here for however many years. Death by inches, you know. We thought that was a great line when he said, hey, man, this is going to be death by inches. That's his defense, death by inches. Hey, we got a lead. Let's protect it by playing soft, keeping everything underneath us, allowing them to complete passes, you know, and eventually you lose, you know, one play at a time. So, anyhow, I'm with you. Like, hey, man, Rex, one thing about Rex, he's never met a cover zero he didn't like. Yeah, I mean, if you die, you're gonna go die. You're gonna go down swinging, and I appreciate that. Like you're gonna go down on the aggressive side, and you're gonna win a lot more than you lose. And that's Rex. He knows how to attack protections. He knows how to get after the opponent's quarterback. And if you can get after the opponent's quarterback and attack protections, you know what you're gonna do? You're gonna turn that offense over. All right, Texters, what do you think about the idea of Rex Ryan 
as your uh, DC. Let us know. 303-713-1043. Some text to pass along. Guys, do I believe NFL games are fully rigged? No. Do I believe the Eagles lost because of that one call? No. Did it cause the Eagles the opportunity to win or tie after a game with minimal flags where more egregious things happened that weren't called? 100%. Does the NFL lean calls from time to time to try to sway a game? Absolutely. And no one can tell me different after the Bengals game and maybe the worst call in Super Bowl history the other night. Mark, you've been around this game for 30 years. You played it for 14? I'm not trying to get you to know, really. No, no, I'm I'm generally asking. Okay, 12 years. So you've been around this game. You're telling me, have you ever heard of anything that would speak to the idea that somebody called down from upstairs into the ear of the official and said, make a call to change the outcome of this game? No, that doesn't happen. Um... I mean, because that's what the texture and others right. are implying that literally yeah. that that these officials are instructed to make calls to sway the outcome to change the outcome of right. a game. No, I think that's I think one that's foolishness. Um, I think the other thing you you got to understand, um, regardless of what Roger Goodell says about the officiating, it's the best it's been in the history of the league, right? It's not. It's bad. And and I always look at it like, man, you've got an impossible task. I go into every game knowing you're going to blow a bunch of calls. But that, that's going to happen. Just like, you know, you're going to bust an assignment. You're going to miss a tackle. You're going to drop a ball. You're going to throw an air and pass. There's a human element to it that I'm okay with. The only thing I don't like is, is the way the, the NFL implements it. Like, hey, man, they have created, in in my mind, they have created a scenario for their officials to say, hey, in certain situations, swallow the, the whistle and we'll let instant replay figure it out. And I would much rather them be demonstrative and make a decision and... Live with that, and so then all of a sudden there, then then there comes the opportunity where well, some things are reviewable, Mike, but some things aren't reviewable, and so you know now we've got what is and what isn't, and then every year the rules change a little bit. So this year, one of the rules about pass interference and all of those things um, was we're going to implement like. Illegal contact. Five yards down the field, if you're on the, if you're on the, you know, receiver and the quarterback is in the pocket, that's a foul. Well, that's not called all the time. It's very rarely called. You get away with, you get away with extra chucks down the field. I mean, if you called it by the letter of the law, the game would take you seven hours to complete if you threw a flag every time that happened. And so my big thing with that Penalty. You can, if it's holding, it's holding. That's fine. I don't care. You know, I mean, even Bradbury said it was holding. But in the context of that game, it was never called holding. So, as a player, you establish what is, what isn't. What can I get away with? What can I not get away with? A lot of scrimmage that happens on every play. And you expect, once you've established what the parameters are, then I should be able to do those things. 
and all of a sudden when it's, you know, yarble cutting time, now you're going to throw the flag? You haven't thrown it all day? That was the first that I can remember. That was the first flag for defensive holding. Coming up, four down territory, we will recap the big story of the hour, which is Mark going to war with Chief Fan and what he is going to take two hours of his time out of today to make his point to Chiefs Kingdom and everybody else around the NFL world. Four Down Territory coming up next. When your team is in hot water and you need a break from the play-by-play, Bath Fitter can install your tub or shower in just one day. And just like a coach, Bath Fitter is in your corner offering a watertight, seamless wall. A design consultant will take accurate measurements of your tub or shower and recommend the products that fit your budget. Bath Fitter has special financing available with no money down and no interest for up to five years. Now that's a game changer. Visit bathfitter.com to book your in-home consultation. Bath Fitter, it just fits. 